This is Matt from the Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for April the 10th. I hope you're having an excellent day. Look at that thing fly. It's still fly. Look, look, it's still flying. Oh my goodness. I guess it's the wrist action, man. I, you know, that might be like part of ninja skills that I have. I'm just kidding. You're like, Matt's lost it. Matt hasn't had enough food today, guys. And I, Matt's in the hot sun, sweating it out, doing devotion. Okay, but listen, Luke 22 is where we're going to be, and we're going to be addressing this. Should a Christian own a gun? I got an email from one of the subscribers, and they said, Matt, here's the thing. I have a carrying concealed weapons license, okay? I watched one of your devotions, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and am I in sin, basically, is what it is. Or should I not be carrying? Or when do I pull? And those are all good concerns. Or should I even have a gun? on my person, okay? We're going to go to God's Word. Not Matt's Word. Not what Matt thinks. <laughs> that was just free. That's free to those Glock owners out there, okay, that have uh, calibers that start at 40 and go on up, okay? Hey, listen, we'll be in uh, Luke chapter 22. So our text picks up in verse 35 of chapter 22 of the book of Luke. Then Jesus, well, here's the thing. It's Jesus talking, okay? You know, I ran into a person the other day that says, I only read the red words. I mean, they're all from God, dude. You know what I'm saying? But he likes the red words. So, hey, this one's for you, partner, okay? Uh, they're in red, okay? Then Jesus asked them, when I sent you out without purse, a bag or sandals? Did you lack anything? And disciples said, no, we had everything we needed. Why? We had you. <laughs> he said to them, but now, if you have a purse, take it. And also a bag. And if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. Good grief. What, what is God saying here? He's saying this. There isn't a problem that God has with you, okay, with having a protective device. What is being implied in this text? That it's okay to have a weapon. It's okay to protect yourself. God doesn't want you to be a victim, okay, and for you to be overpowered, okay, because here's the thing. There's some big people, okay, and sometimes there's not just one person, but there's several persons. But I've learned this in my life, okay. When someone's messing around at the outside of my door of my house, if I will just put one of the rounds in my 12-gauge shotgun, what is it about that noise that those people that are outside my front door, they just go their merry way? I don't understand it. Friends, it is my prayer. I want you to hear this before we go any further, okay? It is my prayer that I never have to draw out my weapon and use it, okay? Because here's the thing. I'm probably using it on a person that doesn't know God, okay? Or he wouldn't be engaged in the activity that he is engaged in, okay? To have me to draw it. I never want to randomly draw it. Flash. I've seen these people just pull it out thinking they're like cool or something. You don't want to do that. That's just downright stupid, okay? Friends, I pray every day that I will never have to pull my weapon on anyone. And here's the thing, thus far in life, I've been so blessed. It is just an honor. God is my source for protection. I want you to understand this because a lot of people don't understand this. They, they get all caught up, okay? Well, I, if I trust God, then is it wrong to have a weapon? Now, I understand that theology because you're talking about God's sovereignty and his providence and things that God has allowed into your life. Understand this principle, and I think this will help you out if you're struggling with the area, okay, of having some kind of uh, weapon on you, okay? God is your source for your protection, but he may utilize a resource in your life. There are many resources. Friends, you putting a, a, a deadbolt on your door on top of a deadbolt is a resource, okay? You having different things on the outside of your home, cameras, lights, uh, water sprinkler systems that are motion censored so someone gets near your window, they're going to get wet, okay? Have you ever noticed this, that crime, no, there's not a lot of home invasions when it's raining outside? Robbers don't like to get wet. Okay, no, there's someone out there that might be saying, well, Matt, what about the, the Ten Commandments? Okay, here's the thing. The Ten Commandments say this, thou shall not 
kill. But that's not really what it says in the original language. In the original language, it says this, thou shall not murder, okay? King David killed thousands of people, okay? But he only murdered Uriah, the Hittite, okay? And when he did that, he was struck through the heart. You have to realize the penalty that David paid. Oh my goodness, all right? He was tormented in spirit. But when he finally got right, when Nathan came up to him, he called it what it was. He called it murder and he called it innocent bloodshed, okay? He never had to repent of all the times he went to war because he killed hundreds of thousands of people. He was a warrior. God's anointing was on him. No, but there's a difference between killing and murder, okay? And that's when a person is trying to hurt you, hurt your family. You have to defend yourself. Here's the thing. That is not murder. That is self-defense. You're in fear of your life. You're in fear of your family's life. And here's the thing. You're taking the appropriate actions. Now this, I want to share this with you. There is a time to use great excessive force, and then there is a time not to. You'll know when that time is. Why? Because you're a child of the living God, you're in integrity, and you're walking in the Spirit, and God will lead you and guide you, okay? Again, God is my source. There are many resources. A gun is just one resource that you can have. Friends, God says this, I change the hearts of kings and rulers. I would rather, rather watch this, be in right relationship with God, and God saying, today isn't a good day to go this place. You see what I'm saying? Being led by the Spirit of God, and meaning my relationship is where it needs to be so much so that he's keeping me out of harm's way. I'm not even getting near this situation over there because I'm not going to be there. I'm listening to God. I've noticed this. When I'm not listening to God, I'm not being led by his spirit. I get in trouble. Okay, And I find myself in situations that I wouldn't normally be in. But the reason I'm in them is because I wasn't listening to God. Okay? The last thing you ever want to do is pull your firearm out and take a life. Okay, I mean, here's the thing. I know there's some people in their mind, they think that's cool. They've watched movies. They, they've contemplated. Friends, it's never cool taking someone's life. It's never cool hurting someone. Okay, Because you have to realize you're not only hurting that person, which most likely is going to go to hell, but now you've engaged their family and their friends, and you are now the enemy of those people. What you want to do is live and let live. Avoid those types of people. Avoid those situations. Avoid those areas where you're going to put yourself in harm's way. Be led by the Spirit of the Being living said, God. You have to realize the Bible says that we are in the days of Noah. What's going on during the days of Noah? See, right prior to Jesus coming back, he said it was going to be likened into the days of Noah. Well, here's the thing. There was all this murder. There was rape. There was bloodshed. There was all this, all the calamity. You know, in the end of Daniel, it said there was going to be a time that the nations have never experienced before since the beginning of nations, it was going to be that horrible time. And why is that? They call it Jacob's trouble, okay? And if, if we're transitioning further on, it's the great tribulation period, okay? But as we're growing and getting closer to that, we have to realize that we're in the birth pains that Jesus talked about in Mark 13. And he talked about, okay, people being lovers of self, people murdering, people if they, you have something they want, they want to kill you. They want to rape people. They, meaning there's no restraint on their heart. Why isn't there any restraint? Because part of the judgment that God is pouring out, okay, in that second horror of the four horsemen of the apocalypse is the restrainer, meaning God has been restraining evil for so long. And people have just, they, they haven't known that aspect of the Holy Spirit. Just watch my video on the red horse. It's the four horses of the apocalypse. I think it, the, the title is the restrainer being removed. Okay, watch that. But it's all the more reasons to realize the time and the seasons that we're in that we do need to safeguard our lives. The Bible says, says to be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Okay, again, it is my prayer that I never have to pull out my fire. I don't want to. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be John Wayne. I'm not trying to be Jason Bourne or any of those guys. And I think we watch so many of those movies and we get all that stuff in our head that we think it's funny. I mean, we just think it would be so cool to whip it out and put it in a person's face. and just, Yeah! Here's the thing. That's arrogance and that pride. And the Bible says pride precedeth the fall. 
haughty spirit before destruction. You don't want to be that. You want to be harmless as a dove. You want to be led by the Spirit of God. You want to hear God's voice. And if there's arrogance and pride in your heart, and if you're already contemplating what you're going to do in this situation or what you're going to do in that situation, you're not trusting God. So you have to trust God. Again, okay, be led by the Spirit. Understand God's providence. Understand God's sovereignty. He says this, I change the hearts of kings and rulers. But even though a person may be coming against you, you have to realize that he can change their heart. He can put fear in their heart. He can take their breath away like that. He can stop their heart. What we need to do is get to the place where we absolutely trust God. Realize this, you have angels around you. And a lot of people, well, Matt, friends, you have angels with you that God has commanded to protect you, okay? It's a gift from Almighty God. What you really need to do, and friends, I, I'm not jamming you. I just want you to grow in Christ, okay? Get closer to God, okay? Depending on where you are. Ask God to open your eyes to show you an angel. Friends, once you see an angel with a sword drawn, you will have perfect peace. I mean, you will no longer fear. You, you, you won't, I mean, you still may carry, but it's just... It's just because of a habit. You're no longer in fear once God opens your eyes. And there's a great story about Elisha, okay? And you know what? This, the Syrian army surrounded him. They got chariots and everything. And his, his servant is freaking out. I mean, he's just totally sideways. He opens up the Coleman tent, looks out, and he goes, ah! And he starts telling Elisha, we're dead meat. We're absolutely dead. Elisha, listen to this. He says this, those who are with us, are more than those that are with them. He doesn't pray that the situation changes. He prays this, God open his eyes that he can see the reality of the situation. And here's the thing, God does just that. He opens up and he looks and what does he see? He sees all the angels and the chariots of fire. Friends, what I'm asking you to do is get so close to God and you're hearing God's still small voice so clearly every day and you're being led by the Spirit of God and you have the peace of God that here's the thing, he's directing you and he's He's talking to you and, and you can you get that trust level. Watch this. Your trust and faith of God have to be so secure, especially coming in the end days, that you can trust Him. He has your best interests at hand. It's a lot more than just going to the gun store and buying a gun, okay? It's, it's not like that. And again, if you have children, you got to lock it up. Do I want to have one chambered in it or not? Do I want to have it in the nightstand? Do I, do I want to have it where my kids can get it if you had kids? I mean, and here's the thing. If you have a gun, you need to be practicing every week every other week. I mean, here's the thing. You want it so natural for you to take aim and put one through someone. I mean, you just want to be natural. You don't want to be uh, shaking and this and that. And a lot of times a person gets a gun, they put bullets in it and they think all I have to do is pull the trigger. Friends, it's not like that. It look, 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 I've been in those situations before, okay? And here's the thing. Do you see where I am? I can, I can get to you in about, oh, and I'm on dirt, so I can't run as fast as I can, okay? Huh? I could probably get from here to you in about one second. If you don't have one in the chamber or you can't draw down quick enough, that person got you. Okay, or if they have a gun, friends, here's the thing. There's so many different deciding factors. You have to be very well trained with that firearm, feeling comfortable, okay? Understanding your stance, understanding your grip, understanding the kickback, understanding the noise that it's going to make, okay? And that's what the Army does and the Marines and the Navy and the Air Force. They're going to train those people under those circumstances so it comes natural. You know why the Navy SEALs are so good? Because they train and they train and they train and while, while, while all the gunfire is coming out, they never lose sight. They never take their eye off that glass. I mean, they're always on that glass. They got one eye looking right at the guy and when the guy's, you know what I'm saying? Here's the thing, if bullets are flying from you, you're a nervous wreck, okay? Those Navy SEALs are trained to do that and that's what you need to do. If you decide to get a firearm, you have to train. You know, the Bible says this, study to show thyself approved, okay? Unto God, a workman who needeth not to be ashamed. 
Meaning, have the Word of God on the inside of you. But here's the thing, in the same way you need to train if you're going to have a firearm. You don't just want to be pulling out and not knowing what you're doing, not knowing the gun, not knowing how to clean it, not knowing the caliber, not knowing the grain of the bullet, not knowing the laser. A lot of times people just want the prettiest gun out there, not realizing what is the best gun for me. Is it a 12 gauge? Well, if I'm behind the door, I'd much rather have a 12 gauge or a 20 gauge, okay? And just, here's the thing, because here's the thing, you ever see those movies where they shoot and that guy goes flying? That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, if there's a guy outside by the window and I put one in the chamber, they're gone. They're, I don't care how much meth they have on. There's just something about that noise going through their head. They understand what that is. It's the most recognizable noise, the bullet going into the chamber. Or the, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy. crazy to share this with you. You know what I'm saying about carrying concealing. And again, I'm not leaning one way or the other in your decision. I, I, you need to pray about it. And I mean, if God says no, then the answer is absolutely not. If God says no to it, don't do it. Don't engage in it. Because here's the thing. He's smarter than you, okay? Friends, look at, look at, all the time I've been carrying, have I ever had to pull it? Not one time. And, and I know the guys out there saying, yeah, but what if, Matt? Well, here's the thing. I, I, I see your point. And, and again, it's just a resource, okay? It's not my source. My source is fully giving my life to God and trusting Him to keep me out of those situations, okay? And understanding what's around me. What's around you, Matt? Big angels, okay? And a God who controls what? The universe in people's minds, okay? But watch this. What if a person had a gun in that shooting in Aurora Theater in Colorado, okay? Where the Joker, it was during a Batman movie, and that guy, okay, they call him the Joker, he had red hair, and he's shooting. He was, what, listen to this, he was in what's supposed to be called a gun-free zone, okay? So nobody was carrying in the theater. What a difference it would have made if someone was carrying, while that Joker is killing innocent people, if someone knew what they were doing and put two through him. Okay, it would have stopped the whole thing. It would have stopped the heartache, half the funerals, if not three quarters of the funerals. Okay, all these different things. And, and so here's the thing. So guns are not, uh, you know, they're not bad in and of themselves. But they are bad if it's a bad person. The Bible says those who live by the sword die by the sword. And I know there's someone out there that's against guns that's going to say that. And, and you know what? That's a true statement. Those who live by the sword, meaning those who are aggressive in their nature towards people, okay, meaning this, they're evil, they're manslayers, they want to cause innocent blood to be shed, okay? Yeah, that's the way they're going to die. It's an almighty promise. It's you reap what you sow. That has nothing to do with the person who's responsible, okay, who wants to just protect his family. If you don't go looking for trouble, okay, Okay, that verse has nothing to do with you. But the person who is looking for trouble, who is evil, the person who wants to rob, steal, kill, destroy like their father, the devil, that's the way they normally die. Friends, I've done a lot of funerals for people, and one of the things that I've learned is this. The way a person lived is normally how they die. And what I mean by this, if they were living reckless, they normally die a reckless life. If they were living by the sword and they were stupid, that's how their life was taken away. You don't want that. I don't want that. That's why I say this. Live in righteousness. Rely on God. Get your relationship to the point where you're hearing His voice. First of all, I, I'm going to leave you with this. This is a decision between you and the Lord, okay? Pray about it, okay? And if you're carrying, God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Pray every day. Look at, look at, look at. If you're carrying already, hopefully in calibers of 40 or 45, okay? That's a joke. Hey, listen. 
Ask God every day, please let me never have to draw down on someone. Ask that prayer of God, and, and I truly believe He will honor. Keep me out of harm's way. You know what I'm saying? He promises that He will do those things to His children. In Isaiah 54, verse 17, it says this, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And it's talking about those children that belong to the living God. Okay, They have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Psalm 91 says the same thing. It says, They will fall to the left of you and to the right of you, and you will see it, but they'll get nowhere near you. Meaning this, I've seen God snap people's lives from them like that. The evil people, it always comes upon them. It always falls on their head. See, the evil person doesn't have perception. They don't have discernment, understanding the Bible like you and I would, meaning this being children of the living God. And so they don't understand the principles of God and all of his promises. It is so true. You will reap what you sow. And so if you're living that lifestyle, you're going to reap that lifestyle. If you're living in righteousness, here's the thing, you're safeguarded by Almighty God. And there is no better place to be than in the cleft of the rock with God standing in front of you with his sword, with his wings, meaning his power anointing over you and your enemies falling to the left and to the right. Read Psalm 91. Read Isaiah 54. And I tell you what, there's so many scriptures talking about how much God loves you, sustains you, protects you. Guys, make sure that you're hearing God in all the decisions, just not guns, but every decision in your life. You want to be hearing that still small voice and listening to the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you, okay? Hope this helped you out. And remember, when you're buying bullets, always buy hollow points so they don't go through the walls. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.